and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. This is episode 243, Tie Up Your Own Loose Ends. We are finishing our, what, couple of years, I guess, probably, study on King David. It just uh, kind of blows me away how long we have been visiting with him and how many different ups and downs we have ridden with him. We've seen David as a young shepherd boy anointed by Samuel the prophet to be the next king of Israel. But it was a long time coming. We've seen David and his courage and his God perspective where he looked at Goliath. He looks at his Lord and realizes that that giant has nothing on the Lord of Heaven's armies. We've seen David running for approximately 10 years from a mentally ill King Saul. We've seen David and his once-in-a-lifetime friendship with Jonathan, King Saul's son. We've seen David rise to be the king of part of Israel and eventually all of Israel. We've seen him dancing before the Lord as he brought the Ark of the Covenant into Jerusalem. We've seen him make really poor decisions when it came to females and relationships as well as managing his household of the many, many children that came along with the many, many wives and the many, many concubines. We've seen him running from his son Absalom. Absalom, who had been a part of a family drama that was absolutely just awful, where one of David's sons had raped one of his daughters, and David seemingly did nothing, and Absalom, her full brother, was anything but pleased and took matters into his own hands and eventually decides to get back at his father and plots for years and manages to become the king of Israel for a season of time. We see David returning to Jerusalem. We don't learn a lot after that point about specifics. We know that there were still victories We've been spending the last few weeks in the last few days of David's life and some of the conversations he had. One of the facts that just as he wasn't paying attention when Absalom was plotting to take the kingdom, Adonijah, who is now his oldest remaining son, just decided that's not paying attention. He never has paid attention. And I'm just going to make myself king We saw that happen. We saw Nathan, who was paying attention, step in along with Bathsheba. And Solomon was crowned king 
as had been already a part of the plan, but David just wasn't wasn't as involved as he should have been. But we know that this is the end of his life. He is focused on other things. But this had been a pattern, especially when it came to family matters. We've seen, we, we can learn a lot from David. David, the songstress that wrote so much of the book of Psalms and and some of them are just so gut-wrenching. He poured out his heart and his concerns. He poured out his love for God. You see him struggling, trying to figure out what's going on. And then you see him go into that, but God. And then he begins to praise the Lord. David was a very complex man. And today we see the very last part of his story. And it to me is every bit as sad as the fact that they had to hire a young female to come keep him warm. <laughs> David, we have a lot of things we can learn from David from the positive. Absolutely. But today we learn from David and his not good example of how to end well. Not just your life, but anything. Any season of life. David left loose ends and assigned them to Solomon and they weren't loose ends. It's one thing when you've got loose ends. Let's say you are headed on a trip and you've got some things that you want to get done. And some take priority. But all of a sudden, they change your flight and you have to go earlier. And you just didn't get them all done. That's one thing. But it's another thing to know that you are flying December 31st of 2023, for example, and you still leave loose ends because you put things off and you just don't want to deal with them and you leave it for somebody else. Now, that's a very minor example. But David is about to take the biggest flight of his life and there are things that he just never dealt with. And it's not that they were hidden. Like, he knew that he didn't deal with them. And because it was messy, he just let it go. And let it go. And we're not quoting Frozen, but that's what it surely sounds like. And then he hands it to Solomon. Like, dude, what are you doing? Don't do this. Our weekly assignment feature is for each of us to tie up all of our loose ends we, that we can this week. Sometimes we can't tie them all up, like right now, immediately. But like, get her done, as is spoken in the country dialect there. Like, really? Like, don't leave difficult tasks just because you don't have the courage to deal with it. So let's read 
1 Kings 2, 1 through 12, and then just ponder for a little bit. As the time of King David's death approached, he gave this charge to his son Solomon. We'll stop right there. Now, we would want King David, the most honored king of Israel, the one that ruled during the golden age of Israel, we would want him to have this amazing charge for Solomon. Or at least I would, but I would think you would too. You would expect this to be this glorious, maybe even put to song. Honor the Lord your God. Like, you expect it to be that type of charge. When I think of a charge, I think of the ordination process in the Baptist faith where you've got a pastor who is ordained. And I just am remembering uh, when my own pastor was ordained and you've got a charge to the church, but you've got a charge to the candidate. And I, I remember, I don't remember details of the charge to the candidate, in other words, charge to the new minister, but I do remember the way that the minister did it. It was obvious he knew this young man. It was obvious he knew his strengths, he knew his weaknesses, and he gave him a charge of, this is what you, you need to be faithful to the Lord, you need to be faithful to your family. Like, all of those things, it was a charge to him to go forth, honor the Lord, preach the gospel, and finish strong. That's what a charge to me is. And that one was one of the best I have ever heard. Don't expect that's what you're going to hear from David. So here we go. I am going where everyone on earth must someday go. Take courage and be a man. Well, that so far we're good. Observe the requirements of the Lord your God. This part's great. Like, we've got this here. And follow all his ways. Keep the decrees, commands, regulations, and laws written in the law of Moses so that you will be successful in all you do and wherever you go. If you do this, then the Lord will keep the promise he made to me. He told me, if your descendants live as they should and follow me faithfully with all their heart and soul, one of them will always sit on the throne of Israel. And if that's where the charge ended, we could clap for David and say, we understand you're tired and you didn't want to say a whole lot, but what you said was all, it's the right charge to make. Take courage, be a man, observe the requirements of the Lord your God, keep his decrees. Like all of that, that is the charge that we would expect. But that's not all. Verses 5 and 6. And there is something else. You know what Joab, son of Zeruiah, did to me when he murdered my two army commanders, Abner, son of Ner, and Amasa, son of Jether? He pretended that it was an act of war, but it was done in a time of peace, staining his belt and sandals with innocent blood. Do with him what you think best, but don't let him grow old and go to his grave in peace. Now, you may think that, like, I just went off script and like I just made that section up because it doesn't fit with take courage, be a man, observe the requirements of the Lord 
And then the next thing is tie up my loose end. Like Joab has been a problem forever. And if you think back, for those who've listened over the last couple of weeks, Joab was following Adonijah. Adonijah, the unruly son who was trying to take over the kingdom before David died, Joab was siding with him. Joab has been a problem the whole time. Joab is a family member, but David has let him go rogue over and over and over and over again. And he continues to let him go rogue and then hands him to Solomon and says, don't let him grow old and go to his grave in peace. Really, David? That is your charge to your son? And we're not finished. The next, we get we get a break. Verse 7 is interesting. Be kind to the sons of Barzillai of Gilead. Make them permanent guests at your table, for they took care of me when I fled from your brother Absalom. Well, that's sweet. Like, he's taking care of, of people who took care of him. That is a loose end that's not a bad loose end. That's, hey, they were good to me. Please be good to them. But... David goes back into the, you're going to tie up my loose end of vengeance. And remember, so start with verse 8. And remember Shimei, son of Gera, the man from Baharim in Benjamin. He cursed me with a terrible curse as I was fleeing to Mahanaim. When he came down to meet me at the Jordan River, I swore by the Lord that I would not kill him. But that oath does not make him innocent. You are a wise man, and you will know how to arrange a bloody death for him. I promise I'm not making this up. I am reading it straight from Scripture. So far, he has put a hit out on Joab and Shimei using Solomon. Like, that's not the charge that we expected him to do. Now, if you remember Shimei, Shimei is the is the dude that when David was headed out of Jerusalem, when he was running from Absalom, Shimei just cut up big time. Like, he was an absolute mess. And then when David's coming back in victorious, Shimei is begging for mercy. Well, when you give mercy, like, you don't take it back and tell your son to go kill him. Like, what? Verse 10, 11 and 12. At least this part goes okay. Then David died and was buried with his ancestors in the city of David. David David had reigned over Israel for 40 years, seven of them in Hebron and 33 in Jerusalem. Solomon became king and sat on the throne of David his father, and his kingdom was firmly established. And next week we will see the next phase in the David's As the World Turns family drama. Except Solomon addresses the issue instead of waiting to hand it off to one of his bazillion kids. It's not that Solomon's going to do everything right. Like, we know that. He's kind of famous for what he does wrong. But when you read this, does it infuriate you as much as it does me? That you look at David and go, David... Why in the world did you not take care of the? If this was important to you and you thought that it needed to be done, you were king of Israel. You could have done anything. 
you could have told anyone to do your business and this would have been addressed. If this was something that you thought was supposed to happen, and you do notice that he doesn't say anything about the Lord said, like that's not in that part. Both of these are vengeance on his. Like he's laying on his deathbed dreaming up revenge for Joab and Shimei. And he hands it to Solomon. But before we get so ticked at David, which obviously I've got my blood pressure up, I need to turn around and look in the mirror. Because how many loose ends have I left? I haven't handed them to anybody. I don't know that I'm ready to go see Jesus at this point. But I've got loose ends. Now, none of them are like, I want you to take care of this person. Like, not that. No, 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 no. But just loose ends. Especially the hard ones. The hard conversations. The difficult life issues that we don't want to deal with. I've got certain issues that I just don't want to lean into. I just don't want to focus on and fix. And so I just keep pushing forward as if it's just going to disappear. I am I am preaching to myself today. And you're just getting to listen in. Because even though I'm not like David and holding bitterness toward others because that's not my case and I thank God for it. God broke me of that many years ago. But I do struggle with loose ends. I, I don't procrastinate everything but there's certain things that I procrastinate and I don't want to leave this life handing this to my nieces and nephew and saying, okay, I didn't take care of any of this, and now it goes to you to take care. No! Like, we need to take care of business. We are not guaranteed tomorrow. We're not guaranteed our next breath. You know, I work in hospice, and so I see a lot of the King David hospice type of deaths where he had time to prepare. But I live in a world where I see a whole lot that are phone calls where nobody was prepared. And everybody's stunned. We need to do our own dirty work. We need to take care of business. If there are conversations that need to be had, why are we putting them off? If there are issues that we need to address, unless they truly could magically disappear, why are we not addressing them? I would love for you to reach out to me and tell me what God is working out in your life, either because of this particular lesson specifically or just something in general. I would love to hear from you at encouragingothersandlovingjesus at gmail.com. You can reach out on our Twitter, Instagram. 
I haven't been using the YouTube channel. It's still up there, but I haven't been doing anything with it recently. Maybe in the new year? <laughs> That's not a loose end that I'm concerned about at the moment because I've got other loose ends that need to be dealt with before I deal with a hanging YouTube channel. Some of you may be on here and your loose end, your most desperate loose end, is you keep saying, one of these days, I'm going to find out about this Jesus guy. Like, why in the world do people talk about him? What What is the deal? Please, oh, please, oh, please, reach out to somebody who you know knows Jesus. Reach out to me. Go to the link. I want to begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Check it out. Like, reach out. Find out. Don't don't let that loose end cost you eternity with Christ. That is one loose end that's much worse than David's loose ends. Because that you need to do today. Today is the day of salvation. Got information down at the bottom QR code so you can see all, see, you can get to all of the podcast episodes, whether they were under the Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus header or A Country Girl in a City World Loving Jesus, the ones that were so raw. Oh my goodness, they were raw, but I still love them. I'm still thankful for that season of time. And tune in next week as we we hear Solomon. He doesn't he doesn't mess around. He doesn't leave a loose end. He doesn't try to avoid the tough stuff, at least in the early days of his his reign. He he was focused on this isn't gonna work. And I know how I need to fix it. So that's what we're talking about next week. Please join us. Please share this with others. It's free for you to listen to, free for you to share. And, you know, let's, let's share God's word with the world. You never know when it might end up in the hands of someone who's never even heard the name of Jesus. And their life could be changed. So, until next week, just remember, it's always a trust and obey kind of day. <music>